All right, Kenny, and we're back. Hey. What's up, it's been, Hey, what's up, Kenny? It's been a couple of weeks. We've been incredibly busy. Yes, we have. Um, you know, uh, working with clients, doing n number of podcasts. I think we've got three or four other ones uh, that we are actively involved here. But I'm very excited to get back on the Eric Gong Company podcast with you. Yeah, um, great. And the topic that I want to talk about today is uh, learnings. All right, so learnings. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, like you've uh, previously been uh, a recruiter at uh, uh, kind of a larger firm, and now you're thrown into the fire pit yeah. <laughs> that is startup life in yeah, two ways, <laughs> right? Like one, Aragon Company is a startup, a scrappy startup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and number two, um, we get to work with all these great startups as well, right? So Class Kick, uh, Mem, right? Uh, so I'm I'm curious, like now that you've been here, I think around like three months so, so far. Time yeah, is it's flying. Almost almost a full three months now. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So like, what have you learned? Right. In the last three months. And it could be in like, obviously the context of what we do in terms of like startups and like recruiting, but it could also be in life. So yeah. Yeah. What have you learned? Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the first thing that really comes to mind, like the biggest, I guess, focal point that I've noticed in myself that, that I need to work on. And that has been a, like a bit of an adjustment, I guess, is just uh, co communication across the, the board is very different than what it was at my previous company. So um, now I'm kind of handling like everything from, you know, developing uh, materials for marketing to actually doing the sourcing and kind of the account management and working with, um, you know, working with some, some hiring managers. Um, in the past, I basically was just in charge of the recruiting and the sourcing and so it'd be like hey i found this great candidate you pass it off to the account manager and then they go and they you know kind of set the meeting or try to get an interview set um but now seeing like the full life cycle of of everything i sort of realize how um how important communication is on in in any sort of form so written verbal whatever it is however you're communicating just how just how important it is um and it's something that i'm i'm trying to continue to to work on um so yeah it's just it's a it's just a little bit different i would say in 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 that sense yeah yeah so i i think that's a great one and uh it resonates with me in a lot of ways so um it um on the topic of communication right like how how did you learn how important it is? Was it like, hey, I'm drowning. There's like so much yeah. stuff happening. Or was it like an incident that happened, right? Like you message a client, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Like what how how did you come to learn that communication so important? Yeah, I think the the first thing, I guess one of the clients that we're working with, um, like I was doing the recording or the recruiting kind of getting ramped up and getting familiar with their system. I understood the position. I was starting to reach out to, to candidates. Um, and then like two or three days in, I got a message and it was like, Hey, how's the recruiting going? And I was like, Oh, it's going pretty well. <laughs> but I, I like, hadn't really communicated that and been continuously updating them, um, on, on where things stood. So, uh, like moving forward from there, it's like, Hey, send over a quick daily update, send over a full weekly update just to make sure that everybody's, um, 
everybody's in the loop. Um, and th that was sort of a, another thing that I, I realized is seeing your schedule, seeing um, some hiring managers schedules is um, I think a lot of times, again, sort of in, in my last role is like, I would always, I would always be asking account managers to be like, come on, I was like, just hop on a meeting, like schedule a meeting um, so that we can talk, talk through things with the hiring manager. And then I look at your schedule. I look at some, some other manager schedules and I'm like, they're already double booked throughout the entire day. So to, to find a, a meeting or, or a time to, you know, speak about a candidate, um, it's probably not the number one thing on their agenda. So that's where the, the written communication is, is really important and working uh, asynchronously. Async, that's a word that I, I learned after <laughs> starting here. Uh, but yeah, working asynchronously and being able to communicate everything through words so they can take a look at it when they have time, that's, that's really important. Yeah, that, I, I think that's a powerful lesson. And even after seven, eight years in tech, I'm still learning that as well. So I guess um, a few things there uh, that you mentioned um, uh, resonate with me. So one is um, the a schedule of a hiring manager. And this is actually super relevant to any recruiters out there yeah, yeah. Um, that are listening. So uh, now my schedule is definitely very hectic, but as a VPE, my schedule is always double, triple booked. I, I, right. I can't even have control of my schedule, right. right? And having that level of empathy and understanding for the hiring manager is so important. And I love how you highlighted written communication is so key. So I'd love to go one layer deeper, right? Sure. So like what, what, tact, what tactically, right? Like how did you used to do it? Uh, and how do you do it now? Like maybe give me some more examples. So you're saying like giving a, a daily update or something like that. I think that was really good, but I'd love to like dive into more examples of your learnings and communication. Yeah. I mean, specific examples of like why it sort of like clicked for me or, or ways that I'm kind of like adjusting to. Yeah. To I mean, I guess both, right? Like, cause I think right now for most people and most organizations, they're trying to make it click. Yeah. Right. So I'd love to hear like, um, tactical examples would be like really great. Like how else are you improving your written communication? Yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty good. So, yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, in, in terms of like approving, I I've always felt like I'm a pretty decent writer. Um, but I maybe just like, didn't use it as, as much as I should have. And like, kind of, I think in the past I would like set, try to send a quick message and assume that people would understand what I meant and it would kind of click. And I know we, we had our meeting uh, just yesterday, really talking through some of our internal documentation and trying to align on that. So it's still something that I'm continuously working on is making sure that everything is, is clear across the board for everybody. Um, so I, I think before when I, I would sort of like maybe send like a, a quick note that didn't make a lot of sense. And this could have been like at my previous company, I'm sure I've done it a few times here as well. Um, but to, to really spell it out and be like, Hey, if I were having a conversation, how would I explain this to somebody so that it's, it's clear the first time, because if I'm, if I'm trying to send a message and be like, Hey, I think that this candidate's good for X, Y, and Z reasons. Um, if I want to convey that to a, a hiring manager and I do that poorly in written communication, then you know, after, you know, whenever they're free, maybe it takes a, a few hours to get back. They're like, oh, wait, what does that even mean? And it's like, oh, well, I just kind of wasted 
all that time when I could have just spelled it out more plainly in the beginning and we kind of figure out the next steps from there. Um, so I think that's, that's part of it. I don't know if that was kind of the same thing that we no, talked that, about. That was so good, man. And, yeah. and I'll tell you why, uh, I, I'm, I'm almost getting goosebumps here um, because when I started, uh, when I started the business, right, I would write all these emails mm -hmm. and it'd be crickets, <laughs> right? So my first month, first month had no idea what I was doing. Here's an yeah. engineer trying to write sales emails. Right, right. And <laughs> it was like, wait, like, I thought I was a good writer. Mm -hmm. why is no one responding to me? And one day um, through conversations with friends, through conversations with my wife, Faye, who is also at Eric Gong company now, um, they were just like, you know what? Like if you're actually a good writer, like people will respond to you. So that made me look at the formatting of my emails. That made me look at the content of my emails. Am I only writing it from my perspective or like writing to... Uh, kind of like interest and entice them and like solve their problem. And what I noticed is like when you work for like a corporation as I did multiple times, even though they were startups, if you write the worst email in the world, people are actually, <laughs> they have to respond to you. But yeah. when you're writing an email to a potential customer, if it's a good email, they will respond. If it's a yeah. crappy email, like they probably won't respond. Won't, and, right. I, and I think that's like one um helpful thing as I got into the quote unquote like sales world or the, the service world that I learned a lot. But also now that um, we are working with a lot of clients, it's if we write really good emails, it's got to save everyone a lot of time. So and yeah. in, in that in that sense, it's like even providing a better service. So yeah, what you said was was really uh, resonating with me there. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think that's also a good point is like internal communication and, and external communication. You can be a little bit, you can probably be a little bit looser in terms of just like going back and forth really quickly if it's just you and I. Um, but if you're sending a, like an email or trying to move things along in the process, then you really have to spell it out and be very clear with whatever sort of external potential client or client you're, you're working with at the time. I think that's, that's a good point that, that you made there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to think of some other things. Uh, I think, so e even even in my, my last job, just like kind of changing subjects, just thinking of other other things that I've, I've learned. Um, so it was, even in my last job, I think it's a little bit unique, like the business of recruiting and a lot of what I did was contingent. Um, so you would sort of find out that a position was filled and it's like, oh, well now we have to pivot. We need to do something else. So I was a little bit used to that, but, um, where we are now, it's like every day it's like, oh, we need to like maybe change and do something different and we have to kind of figure it out. And it's like, not, not letting that get to you. Um, and just kind of realizing like, Hey, this is the, we just have to figure it out every single day. Um, and if we, if we do that, we say, Hey, this is the strategy for the next X amount of weeks or X amount of months. And we, keep doing that and then reevaluate and then go back and say, Hey, maybe we need to change something. Then that's how you're going to build. And that's, that's how the business is going to move forward. So, um, yeah, like if there's a, a change on a, on a day-to-day -day basis or a week to week basis, um, just, yeah, just kind of be able to, to drop whatever it was that maybe you were working on and maybe you put a lot of time into and just say, Hey, we gotta, we gotta move, we gotta change and, and do something else. So that's, uh, that's something that I kind of have learned. I think I've just gotten better at, at 
understanding it, just seeing how how you operate, how we operate internally, and like how other startups kind of operate as well, is just to to continue to drive forward and pivot and and just continue to look forward. Yeah, and and I'm curious to get one layer deeper on that. So obviously, sure. without like sharing proprietary information about our clients right, or right. stuff that's uh, too revealing, is there like right. a specific instance of that? Do you mean like internally when we get another client? or like uh, when we come up with a new idea, or do you mean like when our clients uh, need something different and we pivot for them? I'm curious to get more specific. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a little bit of, it, it's, it's both really. Um, so internally, I guess that I could talk about that a little bit more. Um, like internally, we're trying to figure out what's the best strategy for, even for our, our business model, really. So we do, really want to focus on retained search. But as we're hearing from our clients, Eric, mainly on the, the biz dev side of things, as you're hearing from clients, there are other opportunities to sort of not necessarily pivot the direction of the business, but to offer different services outside of retained search. Like the sort of, I guess, I don't even know if you call it like RPO or recruiting as a service, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, yeah, like that's, it's just kind of an interesting pivot where the responsibilities are a, a bit different than a retained search. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's just kind of interesting to be like, Hey, what do you, what do you think of this? And before, if, if it was pr like previously at a, at a different company where I was before, um, it would be like, we like, like, Oh, we just, we can't do that. Like, we just, we can't do that. Like we stick to this specific model. So we're kind of figuring out like, Hey, how can we best service clients and then going and, and doing it, which is, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, I, I'd love to explain to our listeners uh, yeah. the model, so just so they right. have a little bit uh, more context, right? So uh, what we do is, number one, we do retain searches. So we call we charge, um, you know, X percent of first year salary and bonus, right? Um, and then we, you know, we get we get paid on that, right? Uh, we fill the role, we get paid, right? Um, and um, so the new model that a lot of clients are asking for is hey, can you just be our internal recruiting team for X dollars a month? Mm -hmm. And I and the, the funny part about it is we're very new into our business. So we've kind of developed uh, strength in this re re retain search and we're like, we're really good at it. But our customers are saying like, hey, you know, can you do this other thing? And it's so interesting because it's not a cash grab, right? It's what, what we're trying to do is figure out what is the best way to do recruiting, right? Right. Right. As an external agency, right? So you could do it many different ways, right? You could do it on the retained search site, or you could do this quote unquote RPO model. So it's very interesting to us. Uh, we are already doing it for one of our clients and it's working out really well. So I love that we're a startup that can pivot to a new idea and kind of see how it works. So that's kind of the context. Uh, for all of our uh, listeners. So hopefully we didn't uh, go into a, a rabbit hole there, but you yeah. know, coming back out of the rabbit hole, um, any other thoughts on kind of like your learnings uh, in, in this aspect of pivoting uh, as needed? Uh, no, I think you, you covered that pretty well and communicated that a bit better in terms of retain <laughs> versus RPO kind of. Um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, I think one of the one of the things you mentioned is like we're also trying to figure out what are the best services that we can provide to clients. So um, it's funny to think of us like I think of 
when I think of a, a company pivoting, I usually think of uh, like a product and they're targeting a specific market. Um, and then they, they may realize like maybe it's oversaturated or they have a, like some, something else comes up externally and they say, Hey, we want to pivot our whole product to something else. Um, so it's, it's, we're sort of in that space as well as like the overall goal is we want to be the best recruiting company, the best recruiting agency that we can be. So where does that fit into organizations? How, how can we potentially help startups in any way that we can so that, that takes us, you know, pivoting and listening to, to what they need. And we, we have to be flexible with it to, to figure out what's best. Yeah. So, and, and, and it's been fun so far, uh, yeah. learning through this, uh, kind of like product process. I know we have like one or two other clients that are really interested in this. So I'd be excited, um, to see how it continues to go. So I know we're running uh, into time, and mm -hmm. I think this was a really fun, uh, even though it was a brief chat yeah, sure. um, on learnings. And I know the two learnings are number one, communication, sure. uh, and number two, being able to pivot. But as we wrap up the call, Kenny, any other final uh, learnings that you want to share with our listeners? Or any, any final thoughts you want to share? Um, no, I just uh, don't... Uh... Don't like second guess yourself. Don't take too much time second guessing yourself. Like put your best foot forward and then just kind of send it and then, you know, take feedback as it comes, but just try to provide the best service and, and um, yeah, then listen to what your clients have to say. I think that's the best, yeah, the best way to, best way to go about it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Kenny, thank you so much for your time. And to our listeners, share with us, uh, what have you learned, right? What have you learned recently? So I, I we'd be very curious to hear about it. And if you have uh, similar experiences like ours, would love to hear about that as well. But uh, for now, thank you so much for listening and have a great day, everybody. Perfect. Thanks. Bye.